the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking investing, retirement, and other issues. Talking markets, right? Are you with me against me? Got to choose a side. Um, North Korea continues to be in the headlines in kind of a weird way, talking about going to war with us. So we got that going on. Um, yeah, right? That's one of those underlying themes on the market. There's a positive disposition today. Is it because it's 420 celebration day? I know you're saying 420. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, Mr. Producer. You behave yourself. Um, some people are going to be partaking in some marijuana today, is my thought. Um, and Golden Gate Park, the Golden Gate Park is out of control. That's all I'm going to say about that. So uh, onward and upward, right? Noticeable, noticeable downturn in the energy sector yesterday, um, which dropped along with a big drop in oil prices and a disappointing reversal in financial stocks despite really good results from Morgan Stanley. So they were ultimately the weights that pulled the market lower. Um, the real weight right now is lethargic to me. Buyers are being confronted with an elevated sense of uncertainty related to geopolitical developments and the halting consideration that the stock market has not been able to advance on otherwise good earnings news. So we're a little lethargic. We're not going higher. Even when the news has been pretty good, we're not going higher. We're not dropping aggressively, but we're not going higher. So there's a little, let's take a look at Europe kind of thing going on. You got the first round of balloting in the French presidential election this Sunday. 
that doesn't pit the far right candidate Marine Le Pen against the far left candidate Jean-Luc Mélenchon. Um, that's going to be the second round of balloting on May 7th. Um, there's pretty much the worst case scenario right now that both candidates have an anti-Euro disposition going. And more people are thinking, what's going to happen now that the UK is leaving the European Union? Who's next? And what's that mean for purchasing power? What's that mean for trade agreements? You know, business is still going to get done. That's my thought. But there's a lot of questions. There's some upside traction when the opening bell rings today. Uh, you got some positives out of CSX Corp. They're a choo-choo train company. Qualcomm and American Express. Um, all of them came out with good quarters. you got oil prices kind of holding up today. After remarks from OPEC officials suggesting a consensus is building for extending the OPEC non-OPEC production cuts beyond June. Um, uh, initial claims, you know, hit 244,000. Uh, initial claims are the people who have been laid off, and it's the first time unemployment claims, the initial claims that they make. Um, any number under 350, 400,000 is a pretty good number. So it's 244,000 is pretty good. So that's going to drive expectations for a solid increase in non-farm payrolls for the month of April. We're doing good. Employment's going well. There's no special factors influencing the initial claims reading, which held below 300,000 for the 111th straight week. Latest reading also dropped the four-week moving average from 247,000 to 243,000. You don't need to know that. It's a little binary at that point in time. So we got that going for us, which is good. Hopefully you fixed and finished your taxes. So now that 415 is long gone and passed, um, now you can enjoy 420, right? So if you think your tax work is done when you file your return, it's not. I think you want to hold on to those tax records, um, A, in case you're ever audited. But they'll have copies of them, right? You would think so, right? You want to hold on to your tax records for about three years, so the IRS has three years to decide whether to audit you or, as they prefer to call it, examine your return. Um, the three-year audit period and associated record-keeping guidelines apply in standard filing circumstances. But you know, I know some people who hold for as much as six years. Um, you want to keep your W-2s for sure. Your 1099s, your bank statements, your brokerage statements, your alimony received, your K-1 forms. So that's all super important in my opinion. Tesla's in the news today. Tesla's autopilot partial self-driving system is flawed, causing cars to steer radically when it's engaged. And the electric automaker, Tesla, hasn't been uh, timely in delivering promised safety features. So says a lawsuit that was filed today. So the autopilot capabilities that consumers paid $5,000 extra for are anything but safer and stress-free, according to a lawsuit. I don't know how I feel about that. Tesla's obviously uh, starting to hit some bumps, so to speak. Um, Tesla said we've told owners that the autopilot is evolving. 
Um, we've always been transparent about the fact that Enhanced Autopilot Software is a product that would roll out incrementally over time. So Tesla said it's updated its autopilot system last year after a May incident in which an owner was killed. So now they're getting sued. What do you think about that? Over an incomplete product, of course, we don't have self-driving cars at this point in time, but we're moving towards it. But even the use of the term autopilot is a little on the crazy side. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. DR Horton beat profit expectations, and they raised their revenue guidance. They reported a quarterly profit that beat analyst expectations, driven by higher home sales, and the largest U.S. home builder raised its forecast for the year. You have an improving job market continuing to fuel demand for housing in the United States. Housing, man, it's all about demand right now because there ain't no supply. There ain't no supply. Is that bad grammar? That's bad grammar. Bad grammar. I don't know why I said that. but I like the way you say that. I like the way I say that, too. Uh, I'm having clearly a problem speaking today. Verizon's profit plunges 20%. It lost a lot of wireless subscribers. Until halfway through the quarter, they decided to go with unlimited data. Um, so Verizon said that they missed expectations. They lost subscribers who paid a monthly bill, despite its number one wireless carrier's relaunch of unlimited data plans. So they lost, at one point in time, like 300000 But then they added some back. So it wasn't a total disaster of a quarter. Verizon struggling to fend off smaller rivals T-Mobile and Sprint in a maturing market for the wireless services. So, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter at Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Standing in line to see the show tonight And there's a light on Heavy glow By the way I Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, one woman in the United States has the Guinness World Record for longest fingernails. And I often wonder why. Do you want to take a guess how long her fingernails are? Take a guess in your head. What's the combined length? 23 feet 11 inches. No way. She's got 10 fingers. So let's just call that 24 feet. 
of fingernails. It's disgusting looking. It's wrong for all the wrong reasons. It makes no sense. Like, I get, like, saying, I'm going to break the world record for surfing. You know, Bethany Hamilton is famous for being a pro surfer. What's interesting about her is she lost the left arm to a shark bite in 2003. Three weeks after that attack, she was already in the water. Um, She can make up for not having an arm with speed and everything by kicking more. So, what a role model, right? Now, I get that. I lost my arm due to a shark attack while I was surfing. I'm going to become the world's best female surfer. I think that's great. 24 inches of toenails, uh, fingernails? Ugh. It, it's not use, It's not worth much. Anyway, I mean, what are you going to do with that? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I was talking about retirement in the last segment and kind of throwing that out there a little bit more. You know, you want to sp- figure out how you're going to spend your first six months, 12 months, year, five years. You kind of basic idea. Uh, I think those are going to be the best years of retirement for me because I'll still be active. But I worry that, you know, 65, I've seen some 65-year-olds that look like 75. Uh, so I start worrying about some of this. you got to figure out your health care costs. you got to determine your budget. you got to consider long-term care policy. you got to, you know, refinance your mortgage if you're going to do it. Add more to your cash reserves. But also what you want to do is revise your investment strategy because your whole life you've been accumulating wealth. Now you're going to try to manage it. So preparing for retirement, you have to understand that you are focused on asset accumulation. Now you're in retirement and you have to focus on distribution. I've got a family member who inherited about $2.2 million, and four years, five years later, it's all gone. It's all gone. They still have a couple things, the car with pretty low miles on it, in addition to the house that is still in addition to the house, unpermitted. But taxes and, like, I want to give this person money, I want to give that person money, um, it's all gone. So know that it goes fast when you get inheritances. And for a lot of people, they blow it. Whether it's boob jobs, boats what have you. I think the most interesting thing that I want you to think about with retirement is how you're going to keep yourself excited. Uh, Because right now you probably have the workplace doing that for you. I hear a phone call in one of my favorite lines from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He's in the hotel lobby and the announcer the announcer goes phone call for P.W. Herman phone call for P.W. Herman Um, but in this case it's Sergio. Sergio how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Rob. Uh, question. Um, I'm closing a, um, a sale here. I'm selling one of my uh, rental properties, and I'm closing uh, tomorrow. have some cash coming in. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to stick by the diversification model. You know, sure. I have uh, stocks, bonds. Good. Do my 401k, a uh, quite a bit of it. And then I have also precious metals that I've been uh, doing on the side, you know, a small percentage of that. And um, and as far as real estate, I did keep uh, uh, some property, but uh, I did liquidate a couple because I just felt like it's time 
to do that myself, uh, not to be so heavy on the real estate and, and try to cash out and sit on some cash because I'm thinking maybe there's somewhere else you can put this cash uh, when something happens here in the near future, which is kind of what we're due for from what I'm thinking. So what do you think, Rob? If, if I'm sitting on a uh, nice handful of cash, what, what do I do at this point? Uh, 40 years old, I make good income, um, very, very low debt. What do I do with this cash? Sounds like you're doing great, first and foremost, and thanks for the call. Um, I'm unlike you where I would never – if you want to have a cash position, there's no shame in that. But make it like 5% of your investments, your securities investments. Keep it in the brokerage account. Maybe if you have a gut feeling something's coming, you go with 10%. I personally would rather have a good weekend this weekend and not start thinking, oh, you know. Let's take a look at the presidency and the oil. And Rob's talked about auto sales and housing. And, you know, we're due for a correction, sure. If you want to raise a little cash, that's great. Um, I don't really know enough about you to give very specific response to this, like a bullet shot. Um, you say you've got some real estate. You say you've got some stocks. You say I have some bonds. So um, you make good income. You have no debt. Um, if, if, with your cash, if you had debt, anything over 8% I pay down um, because... That's kind of the return you could expect in the stock market. It's double the return you could expect in real estate. Um, I feel that the stock market's a little overvalued, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we don't have a good third quarter if we have you know a bit of a recession in the economy um, and or a stock market off year, maybe a bear market, maybe a, a 10% correction, a 20% correction. I think that'd be normal and healthy. Um, but you're 30 years old. In the end, you're going to look back and you're not even going to remember these corrections. You're going to remember and say, I wish I would have invested more. Not, you know, I wish I was timing the market better. Um, with that said, that's really tough for me to say that's what you should do. Um, I would look at maybe your portfolio. You can go to Morningstar.com, Morningstar.com, and punch it all in. They've got a portfolio x-ray analyzer that you can get two free weeks you got to pony up a credit card to start, but you can cancel it after 14 days. Um, and Fidelity's got something similar. Vanguard's got something similar. See what you're missing. Now, keep in mind these calculators by the Vanguard's and the uh, Schwab's tend to be a little more conservative. Morningstar tends to be a little bit more right on, and you could build in some expectations for inflation. You could put in some goals. It'll take you 40 minutes on a Saturday morning, maybe 50 minutes to punch everything in. Um, and see if you're missing anything. And, you know, if you want to retire at 50, I don't know what you should do. Or you said you're 30. Let's say you want to retire at 40. And I don't you make it sound like you've got a lot of money, but I don't know what a lot of money to you, is to you. Um, I think for one individual person, enough to retire is 2 to $4 million in the state of California live on the coasts. So anything over that is a lot of money. Anything under that is you're on target. Uh, or if you're in the two to four million dollar range, you're on target. Anything less than that, you still got a ways to accumulate. I wish I can give you more advice. I'd sit down with a CFP, a certified financial planner, and or a professional that you trust that doesn't sell insurance. Bye. Can I leave it on
But now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. There's some concepts out there that are kind of daft. Uh, Should you pay off your mortgage or should you not? Should you pay it down or not? And I say it depends on what your mortgage rate is, first and foremost. With interest rates at historic lows for the past several, several, several years... People are wondering, you shouldn't be wondering, I've got a mortgage rate that's under 3.5%, and I'd rather fund retirement, I'd rather fund a nest egg, I'd rather fund future endeavors, including lump sum paying off mortgages if needed. Uh, But a lot of people don't think that way. I want to pay off the house, like my mom and dad did. Well, your mom and dad lived in a different world. They lived in a higher interest rate world, and it made sense sometimes to do that. Um, now, I'm not saying paying it off or paying it down is a bad thing. I'm saying it's not necessarily the best use of the money thing. So, obviously, we get some benefits. The bottom line is either course of action, though, you know, puts you in a better financial position than the other. I don't want to pay off my house. I've got a home that if I pay it off, I'm going to have a tax liability. Right now, I'm under that threshold of if I paid it off, do I owe federal taxes on the capital gains? I don't. Now, if they change that rule, I would have an issue that I need to start thinking about. Paying down your mortgage, if you get the ability to be free from a mortgage payment sooner, sounds like a great idea. But it also tells me that you're probably not very good at putting money aside and saying, this could be used for that. It's telling me that you're like, I got money in my hands and I know it's going to burn if I don't use it now. I'm going to go to the track. You don't want to think about that. You want to beat the rate on your mortgage? No, you don't even have to do that because sometimes your interest tax is deductible. Um, There's efficiencies in the way the capital gains work of having it in your pocket and growing it versus, again, hitting that uh, capital gains. So it's a set dollar amount, which doesn't change for inflation. So if you take $100 and put it in your mortgage, you're losing 2 to 4% in inflation every year because that money doesn't move. It doesn't do anything. It stays very, very, very static. But if you take that $100 and invest it and get 7% returns, you're beating inflation. So it's pretty different. Now, the idea of paying less on the loan overall is very attractive to people. I get it. If you buy a $600,000 house, when push comes to shove and all things are said and done, you're probably paying a million dollars, $400,000 plus in taxes, right? So on interest payments. But you also, with that concept, if you put that same amount of money elsewhere and grow it, it's going to be a a much greater sum. So a mortgage is pretty tax efficient. That's why you should never put it in an IRA. Uh, Just throwing it out there. 
So I want you to consider investing that money instead. So if you apply that extra $500 a month, $600 a month, instead of paying down the mortgage, you invest it, you'd be way ahead. Um, the house will be paid off in 30 years, which means the total payments would be X amount of dollars. But had you invest 650 bucks at 6% a year, your portfolio would be worth 655000 plus you'd have that house paid off in 30 years. So to pay it off or not, you really have to sit down and do a little bit of work. Uh, not a lot of work. And again, I know that we grew up thinking the word mortgage has the word mort in it. And we, which means death, right? If you're French, ooh la la la. Uh, or you probably saw your parents sometimes lose their house. So what I've done is I've made every mortgage payment that I'm supposed to on time because that helps my credit for sure. But I've also put money aside so that I have that emergency potential. But I've also put money aside so that I'm saving even more money. And in a worst case scenario, I could pay off the mortgage at any point in time. Now, one of my favorite episodes of television or shows on television is ESPN's 30 for 30. And it teaches you an enormous amount. Um, what does it teach you? <laughs> Some of the lessons are like very historical. Some of them are like uh, the man who broke the world records in the one mile was South African and he had his legs broken by white men. And he ultimately went out and ran a sub-four-minute mile, the first man in history to do it. And you're like, whoa, you get context in sports on life. So 30 for 30 really tries to do that. Um, if you ever get to watch the one where they show athletes going broke, a lot of the athletes don't realize that most businesses fail, and they think they are entrepreneurs when their whole life they've been go outside, run real fast, run faster, run faster, run harder, stronger, lift weights, do this, do that, and then running a business is pretty difficult. If you as an individual can't learn from a professional athlete that it's difficult out there and you may, you know, we get presented opportunities all the time. You should invest in this company. It's coming up with a new way of... We hear that all the time from friends and family, especially if you live in the Bay Area. So a lot of athletes in that 30 for 30 outrageous, you know, how do so many athletes go bankrupt um, so quickly after sports ends is that they don't have a budget. They don't realize businesses go out of business. Like some of these things, like you should be able to figure this out. So it's 30 for 30. It's called broke. And, you know, you hear about the lavish spending, you hear about the child support, you hear about the failed businesses. But when you see the athletes tell the story themselves, it's with great sadness and great regret. Um, and there's typically an outrageous quote or two that happens in it. Um, I have a friend who, she's 46. She said to me the other day, she goes, I'm tired of paying for my girlfriends when we go out and have drinks. I'm like, got it. So athletes get a lot of money, maybe like a windfall. A lot of people inherit money. And athletes get a lot of money and they, they start a business. They start a pizza place. So you see it famously by Peyton Manning with Papa John's. Uh, he can pull that off. I've seen a lot of athletes with car dealerships. People need cars, right? 
it's when you start getting into like the barbecue restaurants. Restaurants are tough. Restaurants have very little profit margins, and then you get states doing things like raise the minimum wage, and then it gets tougher. And then you really have to manage the business and make sure people aren't stealing from you. So there's that. Businesses are fail, and a lot of people don't realize that. People get in businesses they have no right being in. Uh, I see. I've seen a lot of people start franchises and like subways, and then they they work seventy hours a week because the business isn't wildly profitable unless you figure out that labor is the biggest cost. Uh, a lot of athletes have an, a mentality of if they had to have it, they have to spend it. Um, so be cautious on that. A lot of people think I have money, I have to spend it. It stinks right now. I've got too much money in cash. I'm like, I need to do something with it. But I want to be very cautious on what I do with it. Uh, athletes, a lot of time when they go bankrupt from this 30 on 30, they'll blame other people. And that in itself is kind of sad. A lot of times it's business managers. A lot of times it's like uh, my friends needed a loan. A lot of people came to me. When you have money, you need to be responsible for it. Yes, you do need some financial experts in your life, in my opinion. I think a certified financial planner who has a fiduciary responsibility. Now, that's not going to protect you every single time. It's like when you take your car to a Mercedes dealership and it's a Mercedes. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get a bad mechanic on occasion, even though he's you know Mercedes certified. But athletes will blame others. Um, when you got something, you got to babysit it. And an asset like a million plus dollars is something you have to babysit. A lot of athletes will say that they can't say no uh, to other athletes and to people who were in their life. They have that problem saying no. Um, I do it all the time. Like I told you, I've got two family members who've been unemployed and they're running into uh, a problem with their age and getting, you know, if you're not successful by age 45, you're not going to be successful because the ramp up in wage income growth is from 25 to 35 for most people. doesn't mean you can't hit the lottery, but I see them setting up like, oh, poor me, you have money and I don't. And you have to have the ability to say no. In a lot of cases, athletes feel the sense of responsibility for those that help them become stars. Now, keep in mind, the average NFL player will play for like three or so years. And they don't necessarily qualify for the long-term pensions that are out there for players who, who do play longer. Um, and it could be just covering someone's cell phone. You know, hey, you know, my old high school coach, you know, I want to get you a cell Like, No. Then there's the cost of raising children. Each child you raise, 250000 from age 0 to 17. So you can see those millions of dollars going away pretty quickly. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. Whether you're 20 years old or 60, managing your money can get complicated. So set aside Saturday, May 20th, and get ready to learn some strategies that can help you build wealth, invest confidently, retire better, and pass on your estate while minimizing taxes. That's May 20th at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. We have two seminars lined up. The morning event runs from 9 to 11 with a focus on retirement income and estate planning. If you're nearing retirement, this one's for you. 
We'll explain how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to protect your estate from long-term care costs, and much, much more. Our afternoon seminar is all about investing for your first million. From one to three, we'll cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio, from investing basics to 401ks, Roth IRAs, real estate, taxes, and investing tips. Two separate seminars, May 20th at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Sign up for either event at robblackshow.com, only $25. For Kitty O'Day listeners, I waive the fee. Just use promo code RADIO25. That's robblackshow.com, promo code RADIO25. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I didn't quite get across what I was trying to say about athletes in that last segment. Sometimes it's a little bit easier than not, but there is some relationships between watching someone blow $3 million and you blowing 30000 or 3000 or 300 And when you see athletes wearing expensive jewelry, look at your own wrist. Um, do you really need a $400 watch? Do you really need a $600 smartphone? And some of the cars that they drive, you're like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And then, you know, you're like, but they make $3 million and they're driving a ridiculous car. And I make, you know, $100,000 i am driving comparably a ridiculous car. Now... I admit that I'm a little bit more like Scrooge than I am, you know, uh, make it rain kind of guy. I like to think things through. I like my charity investments, uh, giving to charity, to be, you know, tactical strikes. I want them to work. I don't want, you know, just a, oh, here's $200, just, you know, good luck. Um, I think that's really important. I think mentality and when you start comparing this person to me, this person to me, you know, MC Ammer, can't touch this, who has a house with gold bars on the gates, went bankrupt for a pretty good reason. He had friends that were hanging on, but he also had a house with gold bars. He had too many cars. Uh, Those things add up. So a lot of people don't understand, like, they work from age 20 to 60, and they're like, oh, I'll you know, I'll save later, I'll save later, I'll spend now, I'll spend now. Athletes don't understand you have to save now because their window is much shorter than ours. But you can extrapolate. When you look at an athlete who makes $3 million for three years, that's $9 million. When you start making $100,000, you know, over 10 years, that's a million. So you're making $4 million, they're making $9 million. But you can start seeing how the careers work out, I think. You know, I could be totally wrong with that. Something also a lot of people don't stop and plan on is taxes. 
Um, I always say all my exes live in Texas. No, they don't. But one of the ideas there is it's fun to say. So anytime I see the word taxes, I'm like, ugh, boo, right? Uh, what's the average American tax rate? And this gets back into the question about athletes. They pay a lot of their money in taxes. They're high earners, right? You pay a lot of your money in taxes, and you may not even think of it. Uh, the federal income tax rate, the average effective federal income tax rate is just 13.5%. But that's not where it stops. The average American's federal tax income, it work, it work, like, okay, 13.5%. So work with that number in your head, right? But then start adding some real numbers to it as well. Um, you have to pay state income tax. Any sort of consumption-based tax, like sales taxes, um, social security taxes on your paycheck. So social security taxes assessed at a 6.2% rate on employees and employers. It only applies to the first $127,000 that you earn, but... 6% of your money is gone like that. Add that number, 6.2, to the 13.5, you're like at 19.7, right? And then you live in a state with a 10% income tax. Um, you throw that in there and suddenly you're like, okay, 6.2 plus 10% is 17, 16.2, 16.2, right? And then 13.5, so you're now at... 29, 30% of your taxes. Boom, just like that. Oh, wait, there's more. How about your Medicare tax? So you're already at 30%, right? But then you get another 1.4% for both employees and employers. So if you're, you know, if you own your own company, you're paying both of that. Uh, so you're now at 32%. How about property taxes? Typically about 2%. So sales taxes, again, you, how about a Medicare tax? Medicare tax is assessed on at the 1.45% rate for both employees and employers on all earned income and high earners pay an additional Medicare tax. So you jump up to 32, 34, uh, sales tax averages about 8.5%. So now you're at 42% of your income's gone. And that's the average person. So every now and then you get into scenarios like Phil Mickelson where he goes, I may have to leave the state of California because it's, you know, 70% of what I earn is going to taxes. Because he's a higher earner and you're like, wah! But I just showed you a scenario where it's creeped up well over 35, 40% on you and how your taxes are being hit aggressively. So... Uh, that's one of the reasons I want you to save more. Because let's say 40% of your money goes to, again, federal, state, uh, taxes, right? And you start adding up more and more of these taxes. So you have to save 15%. So I'm, I'm just taking you from 40% tax rate to 15% for your retirement. So you're at 55% of your money's gone. You shouldn't spend more than 35% of your income on housing so that 55% suddenly, be, you're like, stop, stop, enough, enough, enough. That's 90, I, I got to live off 10% after housing. Everything's gone. So making small decisions add up very quickly to that 10% of, there's not a lot of money there. 
uh, because taxes, retirement savings, they're going to take the bulk of it when you throw in housing as well. Vacations, where do vacations fit in? I'm Rob Black, trying to make you think about money, investing, saving, retirement, and much, much more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.